So hello everyone, uh, and I would like to uh, welcome you to another uh, webinar uh, in our IP strategy series. Um, this uh, webinar is about the painful subject of uh, the use requirement uh, of trademarks in the United States, uh, and specifically about specimens. Uh, the, the rules have recently changed again, uh, and many of our clients are confused. Uh, so we decided to make uh, things a little bit more clear uh, there is um, uh, no person more suitable to do that than Janice Housie. Uh, Janice is a trademark attorney in our U.S. office. Uh, she has over 20 years of experience uh, dealing with uh, trademarks, and uh, uh, she's well-versed with uh, everything that has to do with uh, U.S. trademarks. She will be delivering a presentation. So unlike previous uh, webinars, uh, we'll actually have some slides. Um, please do feel free to, uh, to ask uh, questions by either popping something into the chat box um, or uh, raising your hand. And uh, I will be helping uh, Janice in moving slides. So if I see an interesting uh, question, I'll, I'll try and squeeze it in uh, in between things. Uh, at the end of the webinar, there'll be a two minute uh, survey. Uh, please uh, uh, fill it in if you can, it'll really help us. Uh, and with that, uh, I will uh, pass on uh, to uh, Janice uh, and I will also share my screen at the same time so that she can use uh, her slides. Thank you, Zev. Um, yes, I, I, as Zev mentioned, there's probably nothing more painful than the process of keeping specimens accurate in the U.S. Trademark Office. And hopefully today we'll make it a little less confusing for you. We have to go through some of the dry requirements and then we have some real world examples to try to help it uh, make sense to you. So we're gonna do US IP strategy, use it or lose it, keeping your US trademark alive and particularly focused on specimens today. Okay, can we go to the next slide? Okay, so the, one of the questions we get a lot is when is a trademark specimen required? If we file a use-based application, we must file the specimen with the filing of the application. If we file an intent to use application, then when we file the statement of use, we must file the specimen of use. Also, during the maintenance document phase, which is the declaration of continued use, which is during the sixth year of the registration period, and then every 10 years. We do not need to file a specimen when the file is based upon a home country registration or a uh, extension of an international registration until that six year date. Uh, the number of specimens, we need at least one per class. However, if there's more than four goods or services in that particular class, we do recommend that we consider filing additional specimens. Uh, the best example is class nine that covers such things as sunglasses, but also computer software. Uh, and there's a very strong likelihood that the trademark examiner will question if you're really going to use your trademark on sunglasses and software, for example. At the application stage, they can ask for quote unquote representative specimens. Uh, and they can say, you know, you've only filed one specimen, but you list a large volume of different goods and services. Can you please provide representative specimens for other services or goods? And then uh, this relatively new audit process, which is done during the maintenance filing stage, 
where the examiner can come back and say specifically that they want specific items, specimens for them. It's a challenging process. And to the extent that we can file some additional specimens with the maintenance filing, we may be able to avoid an audit. Okay. The specimen requirements for goods and services are a little bit different. The biggest reminder though, is the specimens must show the actual mark is filed. There is one caveat to that. If we file for a mark in standard lettering, we can certainly file the specimen in a script or in a stylized version. However, it must still be clear what the trademark is. It can't be so highly stylized that you can't read the trademark anymore. For goods, a specimen must show actual use of the mark on the goods, on containers or packaging for the goods, on labeled tags or affixed to the goods, or on displays. We'll go into that a little bit more in the, in the coming slides, but that's the basic rule. For services, it can be materials such as photos, website excerpts, that show a direct association between the mark and the offering of the services or the advertising and promotion of the services. Okay, so first we're gonna go through what is not a specimen for goods. Remember, these are only for goods that are going to be, the specimens are going to be much easier and much less strict. One of the things we get a lot of are, you know, what are mock-ups, printer proofs, or, or what appears to be digitally altered specimens. No drafts of any kind, nothing altered in any kind is ever going to be a good specimen. Uh, another example of what is not a good specimen is something that clearly shows on its face that the, that the product is not currently available. For example, if it's an Amazon website snapshot, it may say currently unavailable, currently out of stock. A website coming strong indication not currently used on that, at least on that particular website. Uh, there's no indication that the product is not available in the U.S. So, for example, uh, only available in Europe would be an idea of when a specimen would not be a good specimen to submit. Another thing that comes up a lot is we cannot use press releases, advertising, brochures, announcements, or business cards as proof of use of the mark on goods. We'll talk about services a little later. We also cannot use any internal documents. We frequently get what appears to be a very good specimen, an invoice showing use of the mark, showing products traveling from another country into the US, even to which com com company it went to within the US. Unfortunately, under the US trademark rules, invoices are not acceptable as specimens for goods. Similarly, neither are warranties or business letterhead. Uh, in a recent rule change, packaging that does not show what the goods are is also not acceptable. However, we'll talk about how we might be able to get around that at a later stage. We also do not want to submit a specimen that shows your mark as quote unquote, the common name of a good, as this basically means that you're putting into a public record that your mark may have a generic meaning, which could hurt you in the long run. The, the trademark office has also been clear 
that a website that just has general information about the goods, even if it also shows the mark, also has a phone number, or an email, or a contact us button, is not sufficient sh for showing use of the mark on the goods. So what is an acceptable specimen? First of all, for goods and services under the recent rules, any specimen from a website must include the URL and the data was accessed. Uh, typically that's done with a, a print screen or using snipping tool or a Firefox using the snapshot feature. Any of those are acceptable, but it must show the URL and the date you accessed it. It must show use in the US. It can't be used in a different country. It must show, it could be on the goods itself. It could be, for example, a photo that shows your mark on the goods, preferably in a way that makes it clear it's not an altered image. So for example, some people have been showing the product being held up uh, with someone's hand in it. So it's clear that it's not just computer generated. Also, <clears throat> labels, tags, or packaging for the goods. Photos showing your trademark on a label or a tag on the goods. However, the label or tag should make it clear that it's a genuine use, you know, again, not a computer mock-up, and would show typical information for your particular kind of goods, such as a UPC code, weight, volume, the contents of packaging, anything that you would expect to see on a packaging for that particular type of good. What else is a good specimen? Anything that's clearly etched, stamped, embossed onto the product or onto the packaging. Either one would be an acceptable specimen of use in the U.S. Point of sale displays are also a good example of use in the U.S. This could be, for example, a photo of a store display or a shelf talker, which is a small little insert usually on a shelf in a grocery store, for example. As long as it shows your mark, as well as a, the photo including the goods being sold. The last one is, is probably the most common that we use. It's an electronic point of sale display. This is a screenshot of a web page that shows the product, the trademark on or near the product, and other relevant information, such as pricing, uh, maybe color would be relevant, uh, shipping size. And there's also a shopping cart button or a similar feature, shopping bag, anything that allows you to order right from there. And again, you must include the URL and the data was accessed if you use that kind of specimen. Okay, other acceptable specimens can be manuals. So if this is printed material that shows the goods and the mark, and shows, for example, how to assemble the goods. This uh, is a, another strategy. As long as this manual is inserted or sold with the good, you may use this for your specimen. Another tricky one is software. Uh, software frequently does not come in a nice little package anymore. So the most common example of a good specimen for software would be a screenshot of the software launch screen and then a screenshot showing the mark while the software is running. If your software is distributed, 
on a CD or flash drive, you can certainly include that as an example, get the trademark on the CD or flash drive. But we would also encourage you to send us a screenshot when the software is actually running. The other thing for software as goods would be a download link, such as on a mobile app platform. So services. Services are much easier uh, because you're allowed to include a specimen that shows an advertisement. Typically, this would be a photo, a copy, or a screenshot that shows the use of the mark while the services are being promoted. For example, you know, uh, come here about our new surgical procedure. Click here for more information, with the next page being uh, potentially pricing information, how to make an appointment, etc. Business documents are also acceptable for services, including letterhead, invoices, business cards, as long as the services are identified. So for example, um, using our surgical example, saying uh, surgical associates, and then it would say something like, for all your plastic surgery needs, uh, would be an example of when the services are also identified. Marketing materials are a little bit different than advertisements. That's typically going to be brochures or leaflets or similar materials that you provide to customers or prospective customers that market your company and your trademark. Another good example is, a, is signage. So if your services are rendered at a place of business and there's a business sign, that would also be acceptable, again, as long as it's clear what the services being offered are. One other example is material used in the providing rendering of services. It could be something other than a sign as long as it's prominently displayed where the services are rendered and it's clear from the photo that the services are being rendered at that place and what the services are. We have a question from Peter yeah. Salverda. Um, some of the examples do not necessarily show a link to the, with the US, whereas an invoice to a US client showing the mark does. But an invoice is not accepted uh, as far as goods are, is concerned. Is that not strange? I'm sorry, can you, can you repeat that? Some of the examples don't necessarily show a link to the United States, uh, whereas an invoice does, uh, but an invoice is not accepted um, in, uh, for goods. Isn't it strange? Right. Yes, it is very strange. Uh, unfortunately, that is the rule. And um, the idea being, I assume, that if it's a genuine invoice, there should also be a photograph, for example, that would show the product, the packaging, and the trademark. Because that would be the normal way product would be shipped, for example, into the United States. Yeah. Assume guilty until proven innocent. Okay. Oh, that's the fun Examples. Part. Yes. Um, so, uh, in, ca in case people are not familiar with the term shelf talker, the yellow arrow, arrow on the top is, is, says sale. I don't think you can see it very well on the screen, but if it says Diet Coke on there, that would be a shelf talker. That would be a good specimen as long as the product was actually shown, which it is. However, the best example 
is actually showing the Diet Coke right on the product, as you can see at the gray arrow. This specimen would be fine even if the mark was filed just as Diet Coke in plain letters. This is a very common example. This is our electronic point of purchase display for goods. The red arrow shows peace tea. The, the flavor is Razzleberry Zero. This would be a good specimen for peace tea or even for Razzleberry Zero as well. If you see right below the red arrow, it says buy peace tea. That would not be a good specimen for peace tea because that's showing use as a company name or company use, not as a trademark, not in a branding way. The green arrow on the left is a picture that shows the mark on the goods. So this would also be a good example of the use of the trademark on the goods in a photo. However, as you see, this, this photo does not look very real world. So from, from that perspective, it would be harder to use just that photo and then the entire screen is a much better example. The gray arrow and the brown arrow, the, the smaller arrows at the top and the bottom, show the URL and the date it was accessed, date and time it was accessed, which allows the examiner to confirm that this was a, a valid specimen, not just created for the purposes of a specimen. And that is now required under the rules that were promulgated a few months ago. The yellow arrow shows the add to cart, which is a critical feature either the add to cart, buy now, shopping bag, any of those are needed for a point of sale electronic display specimen. This is a no. And the, the reason it's a no, I don't think it's overly very clear, but if you look closely at the gray arrow, it looks as if that Warman was uh, photoshopped over someone else's speaker. This is actually one that came up in a, a case we were working on. And it was indeed, it did indeed appear to be digitally altered to add the trademark to someone else's product. This is, this, this is for services. Unfortunately, as you'll see, it says coming, to, coming soon, stay tuned. This is a clear example that the services are not yet available, at least on this website, and therefore would be a good example of not being a good services specimen. I have a question. Yes. Um, when renewing in year six, do the specimens for services need to be obviously relevant for year five? Or could they um, harken back, say, to year two or three? Um, in other words, do you need to prove current use? Correct. The use must be current good, use. Good question, yeah. Yes, very good question. It must be current use showing the use as currently used in the United States in order to be able to sign the declaration in support of the current use. Uh, and in fact, you'll see when we have to submit substitute specimens, if a specimen is rejected, we must also state again with the declaration that this, the substitute specimen was in use at the relevant date. It can't be a newly created specimen. That's a very good question. We have another question. Are we going okay. to cover when and how to submit the specimens or is that done by you when you have to renew my trademark? So 
the specimens are submitted with a use-based application or if it's intent to use with the statement of use or, or I should say and, because at that point you would have a registration uh, either during the sixth year or every 10 year anniversary during that last, you know, between year nine and year 10. And that is submitted with your declaration of continued use at that stage or with your use statement at the application stage. It's submitted as part of the process. Uh, here's a, a sign showing a, a, a trademark, Republic National, uh, at the point of services. Unfortunately, I'm assuming it's a bank, I, I don't know, uh, but we, don't, we can't tell from this picture what the services being offered are, and therefore this would not be a proper specimen. And we have another question. Um, is the declaration of a retailer in the U.S. valid as a specimen for a product? Uh, okay, so, sorry. So someone, someone's saying, I guess, that he's bought something. So yeah, so if the retailer is licensed by you or authorized by you to resell your product, that's a valid specimen. Uh, this comes up a lot and uh, it's 100% valid. The only time we may have an issue is, for example, if someone takes it upon themselves to go to Europe, for example, and come back with a, a suitcase full of your t-shirts and, and resell them in the US, and they don't have any authority to do so, then we could have a problem. But if the declaration alone is not valid, it would have to be what the US company, how it's actually selling it, online, at their store. But the fact that there's a separate party involved is not a problem. Does that answer the question? I think so. I hope so. Oh, sorry. Okay, if not, let us know and we'll try again. Okay, here we are. Okay. Okay, so this is an example of a specimen that would be a good specimen. Well, obviously, it would have to have a real telephone number, otherwise, it would be a mock up. However, it's clear that the services being offered are cleaning services. And presumably, that's what the trademark was for. And the trademark would be, for example, in this case, Miss Sparkles. Uh, but the graphic image of the lady, as well as the wording cleaning services, as well as the bucket and sponge and bubbles, all make it clear that this is a cleaning services trademark. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a maybe, and I'll, I'll explain why in one second. But if you see the gray and the brown arrows again, those are pointing to the URL and the data was accessed, which means that uh, we, we complied with that part of the requirements. The yellow arrow, and this is why, what makes it a maybe, you, you're, you can buy this on this website. However, you can see that the prices are only in pounds. Therefore, we would wanna to go to other parts of the website to try to make sure that this product was able to be shipped to the US if it is, then it's a valid specimen. If it can't be shipped to the US, it would not be a valid specimen. We have another question. Okay. 
when we renew in year six, uh, if we had originally claimed one class for services uh, with many different categories included in that one class, can we scale back and eliminate a few of these categories within the one class, but still ask to have our trademark renewed? So yes, uh, at any time you can delete goods or services from your application. And in fact, that's what you should be doing at the maintenance period. You should be reviewing that carefully to make sure that we're only filing for the goods and services that are currently in use in the US. <clears throat> and we can still file it for that class. So for example, let's say we filed uh, for clothing, namely t-shirts, pants, uh, underwear, socks, and you're currently only using it on socks. We could scale everything back to clothing, namely socks, file a specimen showing the use on socks, and that class would stay in effect. Uh, one other little side note that I don't want to get too distracted by, but in the U.S., we have a, a stronger umbrella of rights for a trademark. So the mere fact that you're now only using the trademark on socks, for example, does not mean that someone could come and file the same or very similar trademark, for example, for underwear. That would be considered very closely related goods. Uh, this is another yes. This is obviously for a bracelet. Tiffany & Co. is the, uh, the trademark and um, it's clearly uh, etched uh, right onto the goods. This is a no. This is not an actual specimen submitted by a client, but we frequently get things that are clearly just someone's idea of what they may want on the label rather than their actual label. Uh, and that would be a not an acceptable specimen. Also, for example, on uh, a label for wine, you would expect to see uh, the size of the bottle, what kind of wine it is, uh, what kind of grape maybe was used, etc. This clearly does not look like a real specimen that would actually be on a bottle of wine. So you have uh, Peter putting you on the spot with Mrs. Sparkles. And let's go back to her for a second. Okay, I'm and sorry. He's saying um, the business card of Mrs. Sparkles doesn't evidence current use, um, in his opinion, but it is, is it accepted because the examiner can check it by dialing the number? Uh, it Actually, no. Um, the reason it's, again, it would have to be a real telephone number and a real email address, otherwise it would be a mock-up. Uh, but the overall look and feel is acceptable. The examiner will not make a phone call to call and verify the, state, the specimens in use. However, services are much more lenient for specimens. And as long as Miss Sparkles, for example, is the trademark, and she is offering it for cleaning services, let's say, for example, Miss Sparkles has actually, has actually filed a new application for Miss Sparkles for um, uh, some kind of handywoman service. This would not be an acceptable specimen because this is clearly, she's saying that she offers a cleaning service and all of the uh, graphic elements also are just for a cleaning service. Uh, it would have to be a real telephone number and a real email address. Okay. 
And we are back to this one. Okay. Uh, here's an example of a yes. Uh, this is Bank of America is the trademark, and it could be for Bank of America in plain letters, or if I hadn't clipped off the logo accidentally up here in the right corner next to Bank of America, then we could have used that for the, for the logo version as well. And the reason it's a good specimen <clears throat> is it tells you the kind of services offered right here. Even if the examiner had never seen an ATM machine, uh, you could deposit cash, get cash, et cetera, which is clearly really all related to banking services. So as much as the Bank, Bank of America is clear in, in their example of a specimen, uh, it seems like uh, our listeners are much more, much more interested in Mrs. Sparkles. And we have another question. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, how do you show the date of use for uh, Mrs. Sparkles? How would, so the dates of use for Miss Sparkles would be the date the services were available and she had her first bonafide customer. But so, do, for do example, if she goes over and claims her... Does it need to be on the specimen? No. It does, the date of first use does not need to be on the specimen. We would need that, though, for the, for the filing. We would put that in our filing document. But she would need to be offering the cleaning services for money, typically, to someone other than, for example, her grandmother. <clears throat> she would need to have a valid customer. So yes to, a, to a, something clipped from the web, um, a, a date of use or a, a date uh, of, for something clipped from the web, but no to something like a business card. Right. So, so like, let's say someone booked an appointment with Miss Sparkles. That's not use yet until she actually goes and offers the services the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, this happens a lot with services. You know, someone sets up, for example, a consulting business or the consulting is maybe even ancillary to another good or service offered and they send out a lot of information about it, but they haven't gotten any paying customers for their consulting services yet. They would need to wait if there was an application filed until there was a paying customer. Yeah. Unless the consulting services in this example are part of an overall service offered to a client that potentially it may be part of it, uh, a bigger service. For example, if they were also offering some kind of manufacturing setup, you know, for example, if they were installing machinery in a, in a factory, then there might be consulting services related to that, those machines and or to those, the installation services. But then we would need a specimen saying, you know, XYZ for all your manufacturing needs, including consulting services uh, for setting up your new factory, et cetera. I, I thought, I thought maybe I, uh, I mean, the, the question is, uh, the question is very short, but I understood it to ask whether the date needs to be on the specimen uh, given that. No, so no, the, the answer is it does no. not need to be any date other than, if there should not be a date on the specimen, and this is the next one that makes it clear that it's that it's invalid by the very by the very date on the specimen. Yeah. So, for example, the one we're looking at right now, this is a, a bad specimen for several reasons. First of all, it's a good; it's not a service as an invoice, so that makes it a no. But let's say, for example, instead it was like uh, iPad installation services or something like that. You see the return date uh, references November 18th, 2012. 
it makes it clear on the very face that this is not a current specimen. There's no need for a specimen, but the specimen, but if the date is on the specimen, it must be a current date. This is one that would surprise, I think, a lot of people. This would be a, uh, this would be a sufficient specimen. Uh, I don't know how many of you recognize this from, uh, from Ikea. Their Billy bookshelves are, are fairly popular, but it shows the trademark prominently and it shows installation instructions so that you can assemble your Billy bookshelf. This would be, as long as this was distributed with the, with the packaging of the bookshelf, this would be a sufficient specimen showing use. This is another good example because frequently packaging, for example, from Ikea, does not have a lot of information on the packaging and this would help reinforce that the mark was truly in use with the goods. We have a question from one of our clients. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'm still not clear if it's something that I, there's something I need to do myself about submitting specimens or will we do it when you, we handle uh, the renewal because uh, we haven't asked for any specimens when the trademark was renewed. I'm, I'm guessing we found them ourselves. Um, in this That's a very good case. question. And, and actually that's something so in the past we typically would ask clients to provide us with specimens examples showing use of the mark because this is such a cumbersome process whenever we can we try to help identify the specimens and ask you to confirm that it's an accurate specimen showing use of the mark in the united states uh for the number one factor is we're the experts on this hopefully we can get it right and number two, it's such a frustrating process that if we can help you uh, do that, we will do so absolutely positively. Uh, frequently, clients will send us examples of specimens. And while even if they're not acceptable, they might give us an, ex an indication of where we can go look for specimens. So for example, with the, the prior question about a US retailer, if we have that invoice, which wasn't acceptable, we now know the name of the U.S. retailer, and we can go look on the U.S. retailer's website and see if there's valid specimens on there. But yes, we will either ask you to identify them, or we will help you identify them and just confirm them if we can. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we don't always find them, so. Uh, Correct. Uh, we, we try. More and more these days. More and more, but we, we try, and, uh, and but we, we, sometimes it's just not possible. Um, Correct. For, um, um, for Billy of IKEA, can instructions be in electronic format, or should they be copies of real paper instructions? Uh, they might be able to be in electronic format. However, they must be with the goods. So, for example, if with, like, the, the Billy product, if you, you had a CD going with it that had assembly instructions, that would be acceptable. Uh, potentially also, like let's say this said Billy, and then said for complete installation instructions, download this manual. That might also be acceptable. But the general rule is that if we're relying on a manual, it should be distributed with the goods. Interesting question. Um... Suppose I filed my firm's name, and I won't say what the name is because I don't know if it's something that the person asking wants to disclose. Uh, as a trademark in the U.S., is it sufficient that the U.S. trademark agent declared they have used 
from the US, my firm services to arrange filing trademarks in in Europe. I don't. I think he means filing trademarks in the US from Europe, or I mean, I'm not sure uh, what he means, but. Is is um, using his services? Is using a? Um, uh, I'm not sure I understand the question, but I think I, I, I think I do. Let me try. You do okay. I I think uh, you know. For example, your law firm name is Mark Wise. You're, for example, a European law firm, but you are advertising your services into the U.S. and U.S. trademark agents have employed your services. Would this be use in the U.S. even without a U.S. office? And the the answer is yes. You have provided a service into into U.S. commerce effectively. Um, it might be a little tricky to figure out exactly how to to describe that. Uh, but, and maybe the specimen, for example, would be uh, part of your website, uh, you know, markwise.com. And it says, Markwise, you know, we are your European trademark attorneys and here's the services we would offer. Uh, as long as you have clients in the U.S., we believe that would be a valid U.S. service. Having said that, there is some case law out there in the U.S. that says that the services have to be available to a significant percentage of the U.S. population. Uh, this comes up in connection with educational services, for example. The physical presence of the university is outside the U.S., but they obviously have some U.S. Um, attendees, Perhaps there's an exchange program even with a U.S. college. Those have had issues because the actual educational services are primarily offered on site outside the U.S. However, with something like a law firm, the services would be offered in the U.S. The customer would be sitting in the U.S. Even if the services are actually offered in the European Union, that you don't, no one needs to be physically present in the European Union. The services are being accepted in the U.S. Let's take another question and then uh, move to, uh, to see if there's, there are any more slides and then we can take a few more questions. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, Martha Stark is um, asking if Googling our service uh, has the name of our business, like Synergy Med for Mind Body Health showing up, would that qualify as a service specimen? So uh, results on Google. Thank you. Um, Martha is also saying that you're doing a fa fabulous job. For <laughs> well, thank you. So thank you so, very yeah. much. Thank you. Yes. Um, so the answer, unfortunately, is maybe. So, for example, if we if we Googled Syner Synergy Med for Mind Body Health, and we came up with one of those uh, right panel boxes that says you know, some, that just has the trademark and also describes the services, that is almost definitely going to be an, an electronic advertisement. However, if it doesn't resolve to a active website, then it might be closer to the example of a coming soon in that the services are not available uh, to be purchased and that there is not a valid website where you can get these services. Oh, is that the last one? Is it? Okay, so uh, if anyone has any more questions, I guess we can just uh, take a few more and, um, and then wrap up.
in, uh, in a couple of minutes. In relation to the law firm example, could an invoice be acceptable? P possibly. So for Markwise, if it said, like for going back to that as our example, if it said Markwise, your European trademark agents, yes, that would be clearly use of the trademark in connection with trademark legal services. If it just said Markwise and then the invoice said something like uh, Telecon with Jay Housey regarding legal matters, that might be acceptable. If it just said Telecom with Jay Housey, you know, in a, in a dollar amount, that would not be acceptable because it's not clear what the services being offered were. Something Fantastic. on the invoice would have to tell us what the services are. Great. I think um, um, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up. I think I can close the screen because there's nothing more to share, and uh, um, we can both thank um, uh, over 60 people um, that uh, came to uh, to listen to Janice. And uh, thank you very much, Janice, for a fantastic presentation. Uh, I believe uh, this is the first time I'm trying this in Zoom, but I believe that uh, as uh, as we uh, as I turn this off, uh, you should see this uh, uh, survey. Uh, if you don't, we'll email it to you. Um, and um, please, uh, please fill it in. It's just a couple of minutes. It's very, very short, just to give us some feedback on how we can get better next time. Um, and thank you for coming. And um, uh, see you on the next uh, IP strategy session uh, webinar. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.